everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Monday, August 17th. This is episode 980. I'm glad you guys are here. Normally I do Mailbox Monday, but today I'm going to air part two of my interview with my friend, Melissa Crabtree. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So welcome to the show, you guys. I'm glad you guys are here. Hey, before we get started today, I just want to remind you that we are in the middle of August, which means we're in the middle of our Bible study and scripture writing. I'm going to encourage you, if you're not already doing it, join me for the scripture writing challenge. It's just two bucks a month, and you'll get an English version, a Spanish version, copy work for the kids. It's such an awesome way to get into the Word of God. The Bible study membership is just a few dollars more every month, $8.95, and that will include a Bible study, a leader guide for group leaders who are leading a Bible study in their area, cursive work for your kids, access to the weekly uh, study and teaching time together on Facebook, and a whole lot more in our community group there. So we want to encourage you, check it out at momstronginternational.com. I'm excited today because uh, my friend and staff member, Melissa Crabtree, is back on the show with me today, and we're going to finish our discussion that we started last Friday about how you can get off the bench and onto the battlefield right where you live. Uh, Melissa, I'm so glad you're back today. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. We did a meet and greet in, is it Lawton? Mm-hmm. Uh, at a really cute coffee shop. Buffalo Grove Coffee. Yeah. So if anybody's around Lawton, Oklahoma, a really, really sweet family owns that coffee shop. So we did a, a meet and greet there and there was a... Um, a surgical a surgery nurse there. And she said, Heidi, I just want to thank you for talking about masks. She said, I've been an, an RN forever. Um, you know, surgery is my deal. She said, you know what? The first thing we do when we come out of that surgical suite, we tear that mask off our face. Yeah. She said, it's not good for you. They're seeing rises around the nation in Legionnaire's disease because people are touching their masks and they're breathing in, you know, they really are just trapping our germs. Now you're breathing it back in. I read an article this morning saying staph disease is up Mm. uh, because people have, you know, you scratch your face or whatever, then you touch your mask and then it sits on your face. And pretty soon you got, you know, you got rashes and staph and all kinds of stuff and the science. And I thought it interesting. They shut down America's frontline doctors, literally took their website down. They have squelched debate. We are not, we are no longer allowed to have the discussion, the discourse. And that's really what your commissioner was trying to do. He was saying, fine, I'm just going to do the same thing, except for you came, you made your case. It was voted on. It was decided. And now this guy is like, no, that's not enough. And you know what? In the meeting, the first meeting, he said to the commissioners, he said, we're the ones who have to vote. Please listen to the experts. He asked his fellow commissioners to ignore all of the people who brought articles written by plenty of experts that we named all the letters behind their name. And he asked all of his fellow voting commissioners and the mayor, don't listen to those people. Listen to the two hospital administrators that came and spoke and the health department employee. No offense to them, but their expertise is no different than all of ours. Clearly. I mean, such a clear violation of what his role is when he's there. And that's really what you were like, no, enough is enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was so interesting. And I'm going to link back to some articles uh, in the show notes for everybody today, just about how you can begin to get involved. Because what a recall election basically does is it balances the power Mm-hmm. between the voter and the leader. Exactly. So the voters, if you feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I, not, no one's listening to me, get 
you know, get together and see what you can do to recall these leaders. You can actually do it. And guess what? Even if you're not successful, you're going to put the fear of God into those guys because they know that next time you probably will be successful. It's you true. You got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it helps the councilmen know they only work at the consent of the governed. And that's at the right. point we can remove that consent. And that's what a recall is. Some pers- one person in particular in our town, I've seen this comment several times that a recall is just un-American, but it's so it is exactly what makes America, America. The fact that we have the privilege, this is the checks and balance, yep. quote unquote, yep. of our system. It's what makes America, America is that we can revoke the consent from yeah, our leaders. Yeah, we don't, we don't have a king. Right. You know, we're, we got away from uh, King George. <laughs> you know, see you later, bye. Right. Uh, we've been reading, as we've been uh, driving across the country, uh, A Patriot's Guide to the United States, and it basically is the documents, a lot of founding, the founding documents, uh, journal entries from the pilgrims when they came uh, when they came over on the Mayflower. Amazing, amazing stories. And I mean, our kids have been, I mean, you could hear a pin drop when we're reading these stories because it's so amazing what they went through. And they did it for freedom. They did it for liberty. Mm -hmm. And here we are, you know, just these guys must be rolling in their graves. You know, they came over here and and many, many, many of them lost their lives so that we could be free. And we're sitting here going, oh, yeah, we don't, we'll give up our freedom for the illusion of safety. And that's really what it is. It's an illusion of safety. It's much more dangerous uh, to be, uh, to have your freedom taken away from you. And I think that's what the issue is. One other thing that I think is important is if you're somebody who wants to wear a mask and you think that people need to wear a mask, The reason this still matters is because in the second mandate that came up in our area, you have to read all the language. It's not just about a mask. Anyone in our area who's over 65 was determined vulnerable in this. It's determining for them what they are allowed to do. If you're over 65, you are defined vulnerable. You're not allowed to hang around with other vulnerable people, which means your same aged peers. Good grief. You're not allowed to go to events with over 50 people. That means this mandate, when it is in place, everybody, our own commissioners, 65 and over, are then, they, their steps are counted by this mandate. That's the problem. So even if you're somebody who's interested in wearing a mask, read the language. It's truly not only about a mask. You have to be digging in because it's about so much more than that. Man. So when you, uh, when you talk to people, I mean, I think it's so exciting because, well, A, you know, you and I work together. And so, you know me, I'm, I'm like Melissa for mayor. I told her run for mayor, <laughs> but I thought, well, maybe she couldn't work with me anymore. So I, I wasn't sure if I liked that idea, <laughs> but, uh, when something you said, I thought was really good before we started recording was you were saying anybody can get involved mm-hmm. and all of our gifts come together to be used in a beautiful way. And really the other thing is you guys don't have an excuse. Nobody has an excuse. I don't care if you've got little people at home. I don't care if you haven't, if you've never gotten involved in politics, if you're not a public speaker, I love that you said that people came in, they were shaking. Oh yes. Uh, you know what? You're going to have to, we're going to have to push through our fear. Fear is a spirit Mm -hmm. and fear would keep us quiet. Fear would keep us from doing what we know is right. Fear would keep us from getting involved. And you've really helped to organize a group of people who are finding out that they actually do have more courage than they thought they did. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things they talk about is you, the way you get more confident is by doing something. Yes. So the next meeting I spoke at the next meeting, I was a lot less nervous. I felt like I knew these guys, I knew the people who were watching and, and that was just three weeks later. So one other thing that I think is an important point, well, two things, number one, what we've seen in our group is that the Lord has brought different gifts in those of us who have come together. You know, I tend to be a little bit more of a mediator. We have one gal who really does know the governmental structure really well. 
Um, we have another one who's a major mercy personality. So it's really funny just to see the way the Lord has brought our gifts and what we're each we're each really good at different things, but we didn't go looking for those gifts. That's just who the Lord brought together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one other point that I think keeps some people from this sort of situation is if we think about the lots of conservatives are people of good moral value. You know, mm-hmm. I would say most are probably Christians and the, we are trained that we're supposed to be agreeable and kind and calm. And I, what I think we have interpreted, that means we must go with the flow. Right, right. But we can be so, but then when you take lots of people on the, on the left, lots of them weren't raised with that same moral code. They're actually oftentimes, and I'm not saying every person voting left is unkind, but many times they're actually not concerned with being kind. Mm -hmm. So if you have a bully and someone who's trying to be cooperative and go along and not challenge the status quo, well, of course somebody's going to win and we know who that's going to be. So one of the things that we have worked really hard, so our Facebook group now is about a thousand people. We have lots of people waiting in the queue to get in and we're growing. And we have talked in there, I've gone in there specifically and said, look, we're not out here to bash people. We can be strong and we can be firm and we can speak well without being jerks. We're not going to be jerks about the people. You know, it's not, Benazel is not the enemy in particular. It's what he's doing that we're trying to stop. Right. And um, we can be firm and we can disagree and we can lead a movement without being jerks. And I think that, I mean, Jesus did that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's the reason we have a country. So I think that that's one thing, a misconception maybe that people need to correct. That um, we can be lead, you can be kind Mm -hmm. and you can be a leader Mm -hmm. and you can change things at the same time. Yeah, that's right. And I'm I'm looking, you know, uh, through lots and lots of articles, you know, there's a, there's a recall happening right now, uh, for governor Kate Brown, the empress of Oregon state. She's horrible. And right now they've gotten, I think they're close to 10,000 people who've signed the petition and that the people who are doing this, this mom saying, listen, I'm just, I'm just a, a wife and a mother who's had enough. Yeah. And so she said, I just put on my Facebook page, we're going to start a petition. And that's what we decided to do. And people are coming out, they're setting up tables. They're just going into parking lots and setting up tables and gathering signatures. And she's just like you, she's saying, I had other things to do, but this is actually more important. And this is the reason why I keep telling people and have been doing this forever. You guys have got to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. You cannot sit these things out anymore. We have to be registered to vote. We've got to let our voices be heard. If you've got somebody who's sitting, uh, when we've been fighting this thing like crazy, right, in Washington State Conference of Sex Education, we knew that there's a a Democratic liberal supermajority in Olympia. We knew there was a good chance that we would lose. And we did. At the end of the day, they mm-hmm. they went against the voters. They know this is overwhelmingly unpopular. Seventy percent of King County residents. So that's Seattle. That's liberal off the bench. You know, unhinged Seattle said no to this, and they voted it through anyway in the middle of the night. And so we started the petition to get uh, this on the ballot, basically to recall, to, mm-hmm. to turn it over. They said that you're never going to be able to do it in the middle of a pandemic. Guess what? They needed, I think, 118,000. That's a lot. 118,000 signatures is what we needed. We got 230,000. Wow. And we did that with ordinary moms mm-hmm. and ordinary dads going to their Walmart parking lot and saying, "You do you want your children taught this, this, and this? I mean, they came with pictures. They yep. came with samples. And people were like, absolutely not. And we did that in the middle of the Rona. Mm-hmm. And it can be done. It's just going to require people to get up off their bottom end and start getting in there and actually getting involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably more important now uh, than it's ever been. 
I would absolutely agree with that. We are where we are because we haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that's right. And someone, you know, if, if I hear one more person, I mean, you know how I feel about this, Lisa, but if, if I hear one more person say uh, Christians and, you know, Christianity and politics doesn't mix, our Christianity should be in every sphere of influence. It should be in education. It should be in medicine. It should be in politics. When you remove God from the equation, which is essentially what they've been telling us mm-hmm. from generations, yeah. evil fills the vacuum. And now here we are. And frankly, you know, my generation, having grown up in the 70s and 80s, that's what we were told. We were told we don't talk about politics at Mm -hmm. church. Uh, The church needs to be talking about politics. And in fact, if we don't do it, this is going to continue to happen. And so the church needs to, and actually it's harder to re-engage than disengage. And so we definitely, we're pushing, we're pushing this thing uphill right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But somebody asked me, you know, I've been doing Instagram stories on my way out here. I do about, I don't know, I try to every other day I'll I'll say, you know, ask me anything. And people, I mean, hundreds of questions come into that thing. And it's kind of fun because it helps me pass the 12 hours. But someone said, do you think there's hope? You know, we're so far gone, you know, we're so messed up politically. We've got Antifa, we, right? I mean, our cities are being burned to the ground. I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says that with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And so when someone asks me if there's hope, I'm like, absolutely, there's, there's breath. hope. If there's yes. breath, there is still hope. Yes, that's exactly right. And so don't give up. Just because you feel overwhelmed, just because you think I don't have experience, uh, that's not an excuse not to do anything. You got to do something. And so... I really appreciate what you're doing. And you're really, I think you're going to fire a lot of people up today, Melissa. So it's its really been really neat. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It's completely different than anything I've ever done. But the people joining in are loving it. And it really has been neat to see the community come together. And um, really, the bottom line is that the Lord said, here, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, this is what I'll do for now, you know? So, yeah. well, um, I think they're it's a great it opportunity. Because you're giving them a chance to actually do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is the most frustrating thing that's happening right now is people are looking around going, what can I even do? Mm-hmm. Well, here's something you can do. Right. You guys, everybody who's listening to this, you should know who your city council members are. Mm-hmm. Find out what's happening. You, we're watching this in Vancouver, Washington. A city council can ruin a city. A mayor can ruin a city. A governor can ruin a state. I think it's so interesting. You know, I mean, of course, I love to follow uh, politics and have been involved in in political things for a long time, but I never knew the names of uh, the governor of Michigan. And now I do. Like, I'm like, oh, Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, I know her. Oh, girl, I'm coming for you. You know, I I think we're watching now what's happening. I think the American people are starting to wake up and go, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. I thought my governor was just there to, like, you know, uh, approve the state budget and uh, be the MC at the parade. Oh, no, no, no. Apparently, he can lock you down and ruin your economy. Yeah. And we got to have people in office who actually have the, the, not an agenda, not a far leftist, globalist, communist agenda which so many of these guys do. It's interesting, this guy in Enid graduated from Willamette University, one of the most liberal universities in the face of the earth. And Melissa was like, don't you bring your Oregon to our Oklahoma. I actually actually said that. You know how they say, don't California my Texas? Mm -hmm. They say that a lot. Well, at the end of my first speech, I said, you know how they say, don't California my Texas? Well, let's not Oregon our Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) So several people keep bringing that back up. But it's true. It is true. It is true. And it takes courage. I mean, what you're you're telling the truth. It takes courage to walk into a store right now without a mask. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to stand up for your your constitutional rights. A friend of mine was in a, a restaurant the other day, and they told her she had to put a mask on and she said no I don't I'm an American and she's getting right out walking and I was like boy you know because we don't like that they well we don't know what people are going to do back at us you know I don't actually love I don't mind difficult conversations but I don't enjoy confrontation you know I mean I don't invite it but it is it's been a good it hasn't killed me you know and 
it's a good thing. It's good for all of us to learn. Everybody, yeah, we all live through it. You don't wear the mask, right? No, I haven't. I had to wear, well, my, my phone was actually exploding and I did have to get that changed at the Apple store. So, mm-hmm. but it was my choice. Yep. I chose to wear the mask for 30 minutes so I could get my phone because yeah. Apple was giving me one for free. So right. I did. <laughs> I wore my mask for the price of a free phone. <laughs> but you're not But gonna... other than that, right. I have not. Um, and, yeah. and in Enid, we don't have the mask mandate. We, But the stores are mandating as they choose. And that's, uh, you know, they're allowed to. They're private businesses. Mm-hmm. And a couple times I've said I have a health issue and I can't wear a mask. And I just smile and walk on by. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm an asthmatic. And by the third breath, I'm I'm not getting the same oh, breath I need by the yeah. third time. It's terrible. So, I mean, I think I told you we d- we did at the at our at the at the homeschool resource center. I had I bought a pulse oximeter, mm-hmm. and I had all my staff wear masks, and I had them check their uh, O2 levels at the very beginning. Most of them were like anywhere from ninety nine to one hundred, you know, ninety eight point whatever to one hundred, which is in the normal range. Within 10 minutes, most of those had dropped down to 94. The lowest mm-hmm. we saw somebody get was 91. And people go, well, 91, that's an A. No, 89 right. is when they put you in the hospital. So 91. And they want you 98 to 100 they, all yes, the time. Yes. And they don't want you walk around the store at 94% uh, oxygen mm-hmm. saturation. It's not actually good for you. And unless and until people start saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let you jeopardize my health because you're afraid of a virus with a 99.98% survival rate. It doesn't make any logical sense at mm-hmm. all because this has never been about protection. This is about compliance. It's about control. And so when people, you know, when people say, well, the government asked you to do this, it's Romans 13. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to lose my mind because I, my question always is this. All right. And I asked this of one of uh, a dear friend of mine the other day who has a little, a little three month old baby girl, you know, she was saying to me, well, what does it matter? They just, you know, it's only a mask, you know, you're, you're violating Romans 13. And I said, all right. So if they come back tomorrow and they say that you need to put a mask on your three month old daughter. If you're going to take her anywhere, would you do it? No, I would never do that. I said, well, Romans 13. And she just kind of looked blankly at me. I said, here's the thing. We all have a line. And so basically you're saying, this is, this is the, I said, the line stops when I realize this is not about, you don't care and actually care about me. And I'm not going to listen to a government, particularly not Governor Inslee, who would rip an unborn baby from its mother's womb yeah. up until nine months gestation, tear its arms and legs off of it and throw it in the garbage. Tell me that he cares about my health or exactly. that he cares about my grandmother's health. Exactly. No, it isn't. He's right. a hypocrite. And so when we see that we, you know, your Christianity is not licensed for you to check your brain at the door. Right. We need to be we need to be engaged in what's happening around us and stop hiding behind passages of scripture that we are wrongfully applying. And so in this case in particular, uh, and what you're doing, and I think so many other people around the country are doing, starting to actually wake up and say, All right, we have to take our government back. And the only way to do it is to actually get involved. It will not change anything if we if we just stay home and just watch this stuff on the news citizens are going to have to rise up. It's true. Go to your city website. That's where to start. Go start looking at your city website. Yeah, and, and you'll show be amazed. up at the next council meeting. Yep, show up at the next council meeting. I started going to uh, the school board meetings, you know, in Battleground mm-hmm. and people kept saying, "Well, why would you why would you go to a school board meeting? You're not your kids aren't in the public school because I actually care." Right. About well, and those happening. kids are going to live in your grandchildren's generation That's and they're right. going to be voting. <laughs> oh, man, can you imagine? Oh my goodness. You know, we're we're in so much trouble. But I know that there I know that there's hope. Uh Melissa, you and I are going to be in uh, Indiana here pretty quick. Yeah, so exciting. Yay. I know. 
We're going to do something in real I know, life. I can't believe it. <laughs> and we also hope- for people who are coming there, the the building where we're having this event is a large building. So if you are concerned or you're immunocompromised or things like that, there will be plenty of space to spread out. So if that's a concern of yours, uh, still come join us because there's going to be plenty of space for you to spread out if you feel that need. Yep. I love that. And uh, as always, if you're sick, stay home. I mean, we've been yes. telling people this for a hundred years. This is what we do at the Homeschool Resource Center. This is so awesome, Melissa. Uh, this lady called last week and to the Homeschool Resource Center and the receptionist there. I can't remember who's working the front desk, but she she answers the phone. She says, yeah, I just would really like to hear your um, your COVID-19 health policy. And so the staff member read the health policy and she said, oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm so glad. And, you know, she hung up the phone and my staffer said, this is the health policy that we've always had. Like you, like right. if you have a fever, don't come. If you got, you know, if you've been coughing or you've got, you know, some sort of crazy drainage mucus, don't show up. If your <laughs> eyes have pus coming out of them, please, for the love, don't co- don't come. This is normal policy. We right. haven't changed it because of the Rona. We're just telling people, be smart. This is a personal responsibility. And when someone comes to the homeschool resource center and they're obviously sick, guess what we do? We send them home. Yeah, exactly. Where we, they should be. Where they should <laughs> go to bed. Here's some chicken soup. You know, go home. Uh, and I think and use your essential thing. oils while you're there. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. So yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Exactly. So we've been doing that like crazy out on the road too. And yeah. uh, and I've been hugging people from sea to shining sea. And guess what? I'm not sick. My husband's not sick. None of our kids are sick. You guys need to take off your mask and get your life back. Uh, this is this is just crazy. You guys, if you if you're not registered to vote, I think this is so interesting. If, even if you had registered a long time ago, but you haven't voted for a while, check. Yeah, you're going to lose your your ability to even weigh in on this. Stuff. And it will be too late. What happens is you'll show up to vote for the presidential election in November, and you'll think you're going to be able to vote, and you're not going to be able to. Yeah. So check it now because there are only so many days before there's a there's a limited time before the a general election where you can there's a window change it. There's a window. Correct. So do it now. Go on right after this. Check. Make sure you're registered like you think you are. That's right. You can go to prayvotestand.com. And I love this. There's, I mean, if you honestly Google how to how to vote in my area, there's all kinds of places that will show you. But the reason I like this one is because it's sponsored uh, by the Family Research Council. And so when you go to prayvotestand.com, you can uh, click on register to vote. You can click on a, a link called Why Get Involved. There's a voter guide there so you can understand what the issues are. And there's a link that lets you hold a voter registration drive. So one of the things you might want to consider doing is getting your little card table and a you know a cooler of, uh, of bottled water and go down to your local wherever and have a voter registration mm-hmm. drive. And you yep. can and you can educate people, you guys. These these are things you can do. I mean, what would happen if every person listening to this podcast went out and actually did something? It's true. Uh, I think we'd see amazing things happen. It's true. Yeah, it really is. Well, Melissa Crabtree, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's thanks. I'm, I'm and we're in the same room. We're across I'm, the table from each other. It's amazing. so much fun. It's so much fun. And I really am I'm I totally agree with you. I do not want to Oregon your Oklahoma. I don't even want to Oregon my Oregon. Can I just be honest with you? Right. It's true. I I mean, for goodness sake, I'm really proud of you. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks. For more information, you guys, on how to register to vote and how to hold a voter registration guide, what you can do to start a recall in your area, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes today. And we will link back to a bunch of those things for you guys today. Get involved, you guys. Stay faithful. God is still at work. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com. 